everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're very much looking forward to Sam Amick. Uh, he's uh, going to join us here momentarily. Real quick, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the Nationals' uh, celebration when they won the World Series. Because, Jake, as I've oftentimes said to you, that is my favorite moment in all of sports. The Be- celebration. Yes. Because you have a bunch of multi-millionaires out there who are acting like 12-year-old kids. I thought it was pretty cool. Glad it didn't become riotous. Yeah. I mean, just the moment the moment they win, then everybody's just running around like like you're in Little League or something, you know? And that it, 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 no matter how much money you make, no matter how high profile you are, no matter how cool you think you are, no matter what status you think you've attained in life, in that moment, you're just a kid. Uh, well, I'll tell Unless you Unless you're Gary Cole and then you're a businessman. Well, I'll tell you this, Gordon. I, and he I, didn't win, so. I went running through the upper concourse here at the Jazz game yelling, we did it. I made a couple of laps yelling, we did it. Jumping up and down. I mean, <laughs> one of the, the best moments I can remember. Because you've been so invested emotionally in this for team. For so long. For so very long. It just it, it just felt amazing. <laughs> and I knew, How long are you going to wear that and hat? I knew that you would be happy for me personally because we've talked about that on the show before. <laughs> How, How you're, you're happy for, for people I personally am. when their teams win and the joy that they feel. I and I don't understand and why, if, why if you I don't were, feel you that were, way for me. If you were me, then you'd be sitting over here making all kinds of frowny faces and spitting vinegar and whatnot. I, of course, but I I told you that that's how I operate. So, I, I know. But yet, I, yet my team I, I'm wins, happy for and you, you couldn't no, be more that's not true. nitpicky. Just that, talking about when I'm going to take my hat off. No, I just wonder how long you're going to wear the curly fry W up there on your head uh, in perpetuity until <laughs> spring training. No, I'll keep rolling next year. We're we're champs for another year, baby. <laughs> I am happy for you. I just don't know how happy to be for you because I don't know how much you care. <laughs> Gordon, yeah. how dare you well, question sorry. my loyalty? Okay. That hurts. All right, well, I'm You're sorry. You're supposed to feel good I for me, I not do. question me. I do feel good for you. I'm happy for you. I just don't know, you know how much you really care about the Nats. That's all. Just ruining my day. Just how, you know what? I didn't you mean to call into question. Can't because I feel amazing <laughs> today. Uh, it's time for the NBA Daily Assist. Austin hit it. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer Sam Amick on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. He makes the magic happen at The Athletic. He's their senior NBA writer, and we couldn't be happier to welcome him back to the show this NBA season. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. What is up, Sam? How are you? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. It's been a long time. It's good to hear your voices. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Oh, man, we love having you back, Sam. But i got to get your opinion on Jake. 
Wait. Over here. Hey. He, I didn't even know. I've known Jake for. In general? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fire away, Sam. I've known, I've known Jake for two decades now, and I just found out recently that he's a Washington Nationals fan. I've been here all <laughs> along, Gordon. He, he put this hat on about three weeks ago, and now he hasn't taken it off since, and today he's gloating. He's gloating. And I didn't even know that he was a, a fan at all. So. Right. You know, I, I would just say this, Jake, just, you know, think carefully about your allegiances, you know, and then to, to bring it back to basketball, let's just remember that, you know, there's there's a, millions of, of Warriors fans right now that are having to take that hat <laughs> off. And, you know, and so like this too shall pass. They're not going to be champions every year. You got to decide, like, are you are you really on for the ride or are you just doing this because your your squad's at the top, man? You got to. Look inside your soul here, brother. <laughs> I like that. That's probably pretty good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably not bad. Uh, before we do get to basketball, Sam, we understand you're going out with the fam, trick-or-treating. Your take on family costumes, because I had my arm twisted into being goofy, uh, you know, because my daughter wanted to be Minnie this year. What's your, what's your take on the family costume? We don't do a great job of doing all – there's four of us. We have two sons, 13 and 10. And so, like, my wife and I talked about it yesterday, and, and we do this every year. We talk a big game, like, hey, maybe we'll be the Incredibles. Maybe we'll do this or that. And it turns out with me and my sweatpants, and then <laughs> the kids dress up, you know, and they do their thing. But I like it. I enjoy We have a, a cool little neighborhood where the neighbors come out and have a little bit of a, a potluck that everybody takes part in. Uh, this year in particular – I am loving my kids' outfits because we have two inflatable get-ups where the older one is T-Rex, but it's got, like, its own little, you know, the, the ones with the, uh, the the actual blower that's built into the costume. Mm-hmm. So a massive T-Rex where he's going to look like a, a, an amusement park character <laughs> all night long. And the other one is a little more creative. He is a, a, he's a cow. And I shouldn't say he because the cow has udders, and this is an inflatable cow, and uh, they they are going to be impossible to miss and impossible to lose, and that's probably the most important part. Now I don't want to nitpick with you, but why a cow and not a bull? I mean, I think it'd be a little awkward, Gordon, to just walk around town with like the the bull anatomy just hanging around. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't know if everybody needs to see that. I'm just uh, gonna leave good, it there. Good, yeah. po- good point. Good point. <laughs> Uh, all right, Sam. Well, we actually have some breaking news coming down. We'll get your instant reaction. Uh, the scuffle last night between Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. We have the suspensions. Embiid and Towns uh, will miss two games apiece. No fine for Ben Simmons. Did they get it right? Um, I, this is not the answer you want. I, I just I need to study the tape more. I don't know if they got it right. I mean, the Ben Simmons thing was certainly in question. The T Wolves, as has been reported believed that that was a chokehold as opposed to, you know, a subduing, you know, peacemaker type approach. Um, so that's the one part that's going to be in question. Two games, I'll say this, and I said this last year when there were fisticuffs between the Lakers and Rockets, um, and the fans probably, to be honest, might like this. Like, the league is not incentivizing these guys all that much to not fight. I just don't think they are. I mean, two games for having a battle royale where bodies hit the floor and, you know, and then I, you know, eyeballs are getting gouged and like, it was a fairly intense fight. 
And there was a time not that long ago that I would have expected that to lead to a 15-game suspension and not two. You know, and, and I thought that's where the league was heading in the post-Ron Artest, Malice at the Palace stage, and they've gotten away from it. They just don't seem to bring the hammer these days when it comes to fighting on the court. Sam, you mentioned the Warriors. Uh, that was hard to watch last night with Steph uh, in his hand. Uh, I hate those injuries. I hate watching those uh, the replays of those. But uh, obviously this is uh, fairly significant for that team. What happens now? Well, you know, it's funny. Best-case scenario, I was just talking. To, I stopped by the, the Kings practice availability because they're off to a terrible start. And, and somebody there and I were talking about with the Warriors that there's been this comparison that you hear every so often to the Spurs when they got uh, Tim Duncan, when the David Robinson team, David got hurt early on, missed the entire season. Spurs lose a bunch of games, luck their way into Tim Duncan, the rest is history. So, I mean, that kind of magic set of circumstances is now what the Warriors fans have to hope for because other than that, it's a terrible team that's going to lose a bunch of games in front of a crowd that is not only, you know, just a very different crowd than the one at Oracle Arena in Oakland because obviously they moved to San Francisco and the Chase Center this year. But it's a crowd that has paid a lot of money to be there. And uh, this was just not the way that any of them envisioned it. Um, they, you know, they were supposed to go in there at minimum with uh, Steph and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and try to kind of reincarnate those 73-win teams that they had a couple years ago. And now all of a sudden, I mean, the playoffs look like, you know, they're already out of reach unofficially. Sam Amick is with us, uh, NBA Daily Assist, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, some folks around here were really excited to see Mike Conley break out in the third quarter uh, last night, and he had a terrific overall game. Give us your first impression of the of the Jazz and how important it is for him to uh, to play well. Yeah, I mean, it was good for him to, you know, to, to get out of that slump. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I, I saw a quote, I think it was my buddy Tim McMahon from ESPN had a piece on the jazz where, where Mike kind of admitted and I'm paraphrasing that uh, you know it was a dark week in terms of just the day job for Mike and the idea that so many expectations and then you can't find your shot and you, and you don't play well uh, all in all you know they're fine they're in a good spot I think tomorrow it's funny because I love these early games where I know it sounds crazy to say early November the stakes are high like that's not really it but You know, the human component is, like, tomorrow night when the Jazz take the floor in Sacramento to play the Kings, like, both sides are – it's not just another game. Both sides are going to really want to have, you know, their head hit the pillow that night with a W. And the Kings don't want to go to 0-6, and the Jazz certainly want to keep momentum going back in the right direction and and not, you know, just fall short of expectations early on here. So – I still like what they have a lot. It's it's that the framing of the story, I think, has been accurate. You know, can a team, you know, with no All-Stars, technically speaking, uh, you know, be a title contender? And that's where you've got this squad. I mean, you could argue that Mike, Donovan, and Rudy are one, two, and three on that list of guys who are All-Star caliber, um, you know, but not necessarily there. So, you know, that's going to be the question all year. And, and how do they come together? And, and defensively, just can they take it up to another notch because as good as they've been there in the past you know that's uh, definitely one of Mike's strengths and 
I still like what they have going. What do you think of Boyan Bogdanovich? Because he seems to be uh, an enlightened uh, addition to what the Jazz are trying to get done. Yeah, no, he's been really good, and he's just you know that's you know a far more sophisticated way of saying it, Gordon. And I forgot just how thick your thesaurus was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's been he's been a great addition. They in Indiana last year, you know he was a guy that had a breakout season and. I liked it a lot when they brought him to town because we all know the narrative with the Jazz. It's just the defense is always there and the scoring has been the problem in the past. And, it, it, it you know, it's bogged down, uh, no pun intended. But you now have more options uh, when that ball is not hopping and the system approach to offense is not working that, you know, Boyan can hit a shot. And same thing for Donovan, be a, a playmaker and a shot maker. And same thing for Mike Conley. And so... Uh, I like what they have, you know, and, and Boyan was definitely one of the kind of under-the-radar better picks of, or pickups of the summer. Sam Amick with us here on uh, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, talking a little NBA. We uh, alluded to the Warriors earlier. Steph goes down uh, with that injury, and, and that's rough. Uh, but it, is this are we looking at the Spurs from the 90s? Are we looking at a situation where Golden State just mails it in now? Maybe. Um Maybe. Sorry, guys. A distraction there. Talking about kids. Nothing like your 13-year-old setting off the house alarm when he gets home and <laughs> having to make sure the cops don't come. Um, Been there. Been there. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're all on the clear. Um, <laughs> give me that question, Jake. I apologize, brother, but just, this thing was oh, I had to handle it. What do you got? The Warriors. Should they just uh, pack it in this year? Maybe go for a draft pick until everybody gets healthy. That's, I don't know if they're going to have much of a choice, but that's definitely going to be on the table. The thing is, I mean, w- once Steph gets back, there's just certain things that are going to be non-negotiable. Now, I don't know a timeline on Steph. Uh, I think we now are starting to feel like Clay is not going to play this season. Uh, you know, and then Draymond is Draymond's the one where, and I'll say this now and then, who knows, in February, well, you know, if we're talking about it, because it seems crazy at the moment. You know, he re-ups um, on a, with an extension on the Warriors and conceivably is definitely a major part of what they're doing. But if you had to look at this landscape in a static environment and, and forget about the deep ties between him and the organization and just in terms of what he represents on paper, who might be the most tradable, like moving Draymond, if they really wanted to break this thing up, is something you certainly could consider. And, you know, that's premature for me to throw that out there, but also something that you hear from time to time within the league. So, uh, you know, they're going to lose a lot of games, but you're going to have proud vets that when they're healthy are going to want to go out and, and just compete every night. Sam, we got uh, we got a sampling last night of uh, a, a two-word plague that seems to be afflicting the NBA uh, nowadays load management. Kawhi Leonard didn't play in the game and the Jazz, I guess, benefited from the standpoint that they got an easier win against the Clippers but the fans who pay their money got uh, cheated out of not being able to watch one of the phenomenal talents on the planet uh, in that game. What do you make of that? I mean, I get it. If your goal is to win a championship, and it should be every team's goal, I get that side of it. But I also uh, get the complaint of fans who do sacrifice to come see these guys play. And Kawhi was totally healthy, totally uninjured, and did not go. What do you think? 
it's hard. I mean, we're talking about it every year. Uh, it's becoming more and more of a trend. You know, even in that instance, the Clippers had told the league, I don't know exactly what the timeline was, but somewhat in advance that this was their plan. And now you're seeing the, the NBA essentially approve this kind of language where conceivably that was going to be something that they didn't want to approve. And now they are. Um, so, I mean, again, it, it goes back to it's a player's league. And and they are kind of running the roost from that perspective, and it's not going to change. Uh, I forget the name of this company, and I'm sure they would appreciate it if I remembered and, and gave them a shout-out. But, I mean, there's even companies now being born out of this trend. I, I ran into a guy last season late where uh, they have they built their company around the idea that you could get your ticket insured. I think it actually was called Fansure, where like the whole concept was you can add, buy an insurance on your ticket, and if the star doesn't play and you don't want to go, then you get you know the, the vast majority of your value back on your ticket. And I mean, even the fact that the marketplace is spawning those types of ideas kind of tells you where we're at. You uh, going to be at the game tomorrow night, the Kings Jazz? I will. I will indeed. I'm going to spare the old uh, Friday Friday night and go see if, you know, which, like I said earlier, which which of these sides is going to be frustrated because the Jazz have their own high expectations and they want to, you know, they should be rolling a, a team like the Kings that already lost Marvin Bagley and, and it's just not playing good ball. And, uh, again, the Kings, you know, the idea of going 0-6 is, is, uh, is pretty unattractive for them. Well, we'll look forward to what you have to say next week, Sam, uh, certainly considering you can get your eyeballs in person on the Utah Jazz, so that'll be fun. Good to hear from you, Sam. Nope. Likewise, guys. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Sam. The great Sam Amick from The Athletic, NBA Daily Assist. So excited Sam is back with us this year. And, yeah. and, and you know what? With Mannix is unbelievable and Howard Beck is great. It's uh, We are very fortunate to have these uh, perspectives on the NBA on the show every week. No doubt about it. And I think, you know, Sam... All our listeners, they hear his voice, and it's very familiar to them now. You know, they trust him. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. So uh, make sure and follow Sam's work uh, at The Athletic, no doubt about it. All right, uh, we'll talk a little uh, college football coming up around the corner. Uh, We'll reset the breaking news. By the way, with the the Joel Embiid only missing two games, Gordo, that means he will play against the Jazz next week. So it'll be his first game back, in I'm, fact. I, oh, will it? Yeah. Because so that that'll be the third game. That'll be the third game. So Well, I mean, if you're gonna go according to my logic that I just asked Sam about that you want to see these guys play, right? That's a good thing. It's a good thing. He only comes to town once. Uh the Jazz are a different uh, obviously uh iteration of what they're doing this year, but Sixers caused the Jazz trouble last year. Mm -hmm. All right. Want to remind you, did you know that Homey assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat $1,500? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That is Homey. More Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. On a cobweb 
Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res, and today is the last day for this, by the way. Nominate somebody you love for a free carpet cleaning. Online, just go to ZeroResSaltLake.com. If you're ready for a cleaning yourself, schedule today. Pay just $33 per room. Minimum supply online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. Also, band of the day today, bands from Seattle. The Utes are going up to Washington to take on the Huskies. We thought we'd get a little grungy today. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, uh, real quick here. We announced the news that uh, Joel Embiid and uh, Carl Anthony Towns will be suspended for two games apiece. Ben Simmons didn't get anything. And we talked to Sam Amick, and he thinks that uh, fighting is, is not being discouraged enough in the NBA or they're not really discouraging fighting. Uh, this tweet just came out from Jay Crowder, your guy. All right. Who always uh, tweets in caps for some reason. This this I never understood but because doesn't that imply yelling? Shot, shouting. Uh, so let me let me see if I can get this this right. All right. <clears throat> Two games to throw a few punches. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> the whom? I like the effect. <laughs> he says, uh, hmm, interesting. So does that mean Jay is not going to hold back from uh, throwing a few fisticuffs himself? Maybe. Is Sam right that they're not discouraging fighting enough in the NBA? Well, look out. Is it two games with pay? Uh, I'm sure it's without pay. Oh. How Will this actually help him to get uh, – because, you know, with the it's a heavy load to carry – these days, Jake, for these players. So if he gets that added rest, which he is so in dire need of because every player is, will that make him all fresh and difficult for the Jazz? Okay, so so let me see if I'm picking up what you're putting down here, all right? <laughs> so load management has become a little bit controversial. Maybe you could avoid the controversy because if you want to rest a couple of games, you just punch somebody <laughs> out. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. yeah, like, hey, I need to, you know, I've been playing a few games in a row here. Want to get a little rest? I'm, I'm going to go out there and uh, knock Carl Anthony Townsend's block off. <laughs> so now I'm all fresh and ready to go. So now I'm set. And my team benefits. Got a big game against the Jazz next week. Just need need a couple of games off. And I'll be ready to go up against Rudy Gobert. See, Kawhi doesn't need that because he's above that. He's above that fray. But some players may need that in order to make it legit. Did you see that uh, ESPN was a little bit grumpy with uh, with Kawhi Leonard missing uh, missing the game? In well, fact, why, why wouldn't they be? Rachel Nichols reached out to the NBA for a statement, and the NBA said basically that the Clippers had cleared it with them beforehand, and they were in compliance with the NBA policies, which they obviously weren't. Look, this is the reason. I think this is one of the reasons Kawhi went there because this agreement was in place as a part of his signing. Sure, but I, I, with the league, I don't know, but. Uh, with the Clippers, I could no. I uh, I told you this yesterday. I I understand it, but I don't think that the parameters that the league puts out there are that hard to operate under. Don't miss national TV games. Try not to do it on the road. Don't blatantly do it on the road. I mean, couldn't they have rested Kawhi another night? And and I get what they're thinking. They're saying, well, if if the the San Antonio game tonight is in L.A. and then the Jazz game on Sunday is in L.A., so if he doesn't make the trip to Salt Lake City, then that's you know, extra rest for him. I, I get the timing part, but the NBA is laying down those parameters. They're saying, okay, we understand load management. We get it. We're not going to, we're, we're, we're going to try and work with you. But if you could please 
avoid these things, that would be great. And if you don't, then then we're we're able to find you. I think it's even more funny that it was on a nationally televised game. On the road. Yes. Yeah. And so everyone sees what's going on as opposed to just sort of, uh, well, those fans in that particular market, tough crap. Mm. You know, you're just going to have to deal with it. But this was plain for everyone to see. And what happened, the Jazz dominated the game the way they should uh, with Kawhi out. And so it's it's one of those deals where the fans here are penalized, but the fans nationally are penalized too. This is four, four games into the season, Jake? Well, really, is he all pooped? <laughs> I... It's not about being pooped, though. That's not, I know. That's I not know. It's point. about handling and uh, sort of controlling the the. Because how often is he? Is this going to happen? Is it going to be every five games or so? He, he missed twenty two games last year. So you do the math. That's yeah. what they did uh, in Toronto. He played sixty. So and we'll see. But I I honestly, if I'm ESPN. Or even if it happens to TNT on their big Thursday night showcase, I'd be absolutely bent out of shape. Yeah. They are pumping so much money in into the NBA. I mean, it's it, well, we saw the the new TV deal, and when it hit, the cap rose fifteen percent one year and ten percent the next. I mean, do the math there. That's it's billions of dollars. I mean, we're talking about a, a lot of money that they're dumping into this product. I uh, get it. If a player's sick, a player's hurt. Hold him out. Yeah, what whatever. are you going to do? Right. But if he's completely healthy as Kawhi was, get him out there on the floor for at least a token showing. Pick another game to rest him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even that, that hard. It's, sort of... it's, you know, you can still do the load management. Just pick a different game to rest him. Rest him on the second night of the back to back instead of the first. He's going to miss every five games. It's looking that way. Wow. And it might even be more when Paul George gets back because they can just interchange the two, you know? But, I mean... Do you think back in the day, would this have helped Carl and John win a championship? See, that or is, were they just not good enough? See, that's They the were thing. going up against Michael Jordan. They, they, they just weren't good enough to do it? Had they rested like this, would they have been able to do it? How much effect did that have on those two? See, here's what I don't understand, and maybe, maybe I need to call into Doc Talk next time it's on with Hans, or maybe we need to get a doctor on board. But, but has has the 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 rest this rest issue has become a big deal in recent years, and wasn't back in in right. those days? No. Have we seen injuries decrease with this rested I- issue? I don't think we have. I don't know. I think if anything, the the injuries have increased. Okay, so I mean, look even, at look at Carl and John. Would they have benefited from rest? I don't know, but they they managed to play every single game yeah. for years. <laughs> so were they superhuman, or are are these NBA players soft? I I I honestly want to know. I, I'd like to talk to somebody in medicine who who would who could explain this to me how that generation was able to do it, and this generation can't and it's such a big issue okay so there's the two issues here let's divide them one is injury and avoiding injury the other is overall performance so were john and carl did they penalize themselves so that they couldn't play at a higher level when it came when the games were more important would carl have made those free throws if he hadn't been so tired it probably would have made a difference but everybody else everybody else operated under the same you know, if you if you're good enough to play, you're going to go play. So it's it's not like the playing field was uneven. Well, it's almost like Michael Jordan was so competitive; he wanted to play. 
But it's <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is over there negotiating with the Clippers before he signed his deal that, hey, look, I don't want to play in those games. Every fifth game. Um, I don't know if that's what it was, but if it were, it was obviously something. Let me ask you this. And he's still mad at the Spurs because they, what, they wanted him to play? There was something else that was going on there with the the Spurs. There's there's a deeper layer to that story. Something weird, yeah. Well, I mean, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but like Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, like two NBA veteran professionals, absolutely come out and publicly – call him out for faking an injury. I mean, you just don't see that in the NBA. There is something that triggered that that reaction. And it was either with Kawhi or with Kawhi's... His people. Yeah. Which is exactly what... Remember Popovich started calling him Kawhi's people? You're going to have to check with Kawhi's people on that. He's a high-maintenance dude, which yeah. he's got this low profile yeah. and this persona like, of being... Oh, he's cool. And- right. But no, he's seriously... I mean, he might have broken any number of tampering rules with this negotiation with the uh, with the Clippers that went on for basically a year. So the fact that Kawhi won a championship last year uh how how bad a news was that essentially because now it, the entitlement uh, has been justified and will continue. It's it it's terrible that it worked. It's not, it's not good for anybody <laughs> because now they'll just all point at it and be like, "See, So everybody should have been having negative energy toward the Raptors last year because Kawhi's entitlement issues? Hmm. I wonder how his teammates think about this whole thing or what his teammates think about. Yeah, because they're all out there busting their humps trying to win every game. Right. If you're Patrick Beverly or or Lou Williams, what are you thinking? He's out there last night. I mean, yeah, he gets uh, some shots, but at the end of the game, uh, Doc finally said, okay, come on over here and sit down by me. But what are those guys supposed to think? Right. Right. Uh, okay, okay, you only have to try every so often, not all the time? Or, okay, Kawhi is going to go ahead and—you go ahead and be the starting pitcher and work for eight innings, and then we're going to bring our guy in at the end to get all the glory. And uh, what, do, what do you say? Well, he's going to get you glory, too, so you just put up with it? Some quick reaction. Mike says, give Kawhi 20% less pay for 20% less games played. And then our friend Aaron says, the problem is that so many people in that generation, including the athletes, are snowflakes. I imagine old school tough guy athletes like John and Carl have to be chuckling to themselves at this nonsense of load management. Uh, I imagine that that's what, exactly what they would do. These snowflake NBA players. <laughs> I don't know about that part Soft as pudding. <laughs> No, okay, I'll I'll tell you this. I understand load management a little bit more with a guy like uh, Joel Embiid just because his injury history is is so significant and really his career depends on him staying healthy and that's a that's kind of a Well it's not true for everybody. That's kind of a roll of the dice. But look but look at his history. I mean he was drafted. He didn't play his first year because he had a lot of people didn't even think they should draft him because of the the risk involved. He has bad feet and and a bad back, right? And for a big guy, that's I mean, that's a career death sentence. He shouldn't so, be out there wrestling around, should he? Probably not. So I, I kind of get the strategy there. But but listen, Kawhi, and everybody refers to that injury uh, in San Antonio or whatever, and that was the excuse that the Raptors used last year. Like, He's coming off that injury. It, Tony Parker was 100% right. He had a strained quad. <laughs> Tony ripped his quad in two. 
<laughs> this is what Tony Parker said. He said, my injury was way worse than his, and I'm out here playing. What's he doing? He had a pulled quad. 30% of the NBA goes through that every year. And he's like, ah, you know, i got to shut it down. <laughs> shut it Shutting down. it down. Shut it down. How would you feel? Shut it down. If you're Tony Parker and you look down at your own quad and you're like, well, there's, there's two quads there. <laughs> Yeah, see right there? That's where they had to sew it all back together again. And I'm out here busting my home! I'm playing. And he's in a totally different city. You remember he went with his peeps back to New York or whatever it was. His peeps. Yeah, you're going to It was his, what is his uncle or somebody who well, took over? That's what, uh, that's kind of where things went south. A lot of people say with San Antonio is he fired his agent who was a really good Go between between the franchise and uh, and Kawhi, and then his uncle took a more prominent role, and everything went down, and everything started going south from there. So, but I, I mean, <laughs> Tony Parker, he's like, fellas, what's going on here? I got I'm way worse off than you are, and here I am again. It just it made me oh, just cringe geez. every time I heard in Toronto. Well, he's coming off that serious injury. No, he's not. <laughs> Yeah, he had a boo-boo, didn't he? <laughs> he I get it. it. Look, if you're hurt, if you're hurt or there's something wrong with you, then I get it completely. And if you want to, you know, Carlos Boozer it and, and, and take your time to get back to your your peak performance level, then, uh, okay, I can even handle that. But this uh, to, sitting just because you don't want to play and you don't want to risk anything and – you know, your body, it just feels, has a little general soreness to it. You know? So I, I just, eh, I'm not going to go to Utah to play in that game. I'm just going to stay here in the hot tub down here at my uh, place at the beach. Snowflakes. Aaron's right on the money. Uh, did you know that Homie assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat fifteen hundred bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homie, not Sports Sports. Straight ahead, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Donovan Mitchell talked about how Rudy lost. Is this about as focused as any team you've had a chance to be around? Not as focused as the French national team, but. Ah, Harry, you lost. That sounded like you in what? the background. <laughs> you lost! That is you. It was not me. Okay, play it again, and then Tony, you do it again. There you lost! <laughs> you lost! It's you. And you're trying to pass it off as Donovan. Uh, uh, you're trying to place a chasm between the two cornerstone pieces of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and you, like, pointed Donovan, who was him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far down there, Rudy's like, who said that? <laughs> like, and they looked at me, and I was just like, pointing at Donovan. Guy, guy in the towel. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. tell you what i love where we work certain people around here 
do some interesting things. They, don't they? they certainly do. We have a we have a staff full of interesting people. Uh, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Let's get to the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. By the way, we did. Uh, uh, we should be catching up with David Locke uh, sometime in the 5 o'clock hour. It was kind of dependent on when the Jazz plane landed in Sacramento. We hear word he is on the ground. And uh, we're hoping to catch up with him in the 5 o'clock hour if he can get to a spot where he can do the interview. Good. Good. Uh, where are we going today, Gordo? Well, first of all, now that uh, we said that uh, we have some interesting people on staff, everybody on staff who happens to be listening right now is wondering whether we were talking or thinking about him. Oh, and it wasn't even a, a bad thing. We just have interesting, uh, I know, interesting but people. We made, and- it, we made it sound like it uh, It could be. Oh, no. Well, well, let's put people's. Uh, anxieties <laughs> to rest. It was not a negative thing. And and I'm mostly referring to Lloyd anyway. It wasn't you, PK. <laughs> so, uh, no, it wasn't. Not this time. Uh, okay, we're going to Chicago area. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, before I get started on this story, uh, what's you guys' favorite Halloween candy i saw a study or a survey that said that utah as a state favorite halloween candy is uh, peanut butter m&ms not peanut but peanut you know like with the yeah. creamy peanut okay butter in i'm there. not a huge candy guy that's not this is not a question no. to to ask me i gave each one of you uh, a, a full-size candy bar for halloween you didn't act all that excited so you must not be a candy uh, you gave oh, me a, a Hershey's milk chocolate bar, which, you know, I like chocolate. You do? I would, my wife really likes chocolate. I, I would guess that that's oh, where it, uh, where it ends up. I, I really like Rolos for some reason. Rolos. Yeah. Okay. Oh. With the caramel. Yeah. All right. Austin? Reese's Pieces, baby. Really? Yeah. Okay. But thanks for the candy. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is a Halloween story, uh, because it is Halloween, but I didn't know you could do this. All right. In in Chicago, apparently they have uh, a forecast of some inclement weather back there for for today, tonight. Okay. And so certain counties around Chicago are changing Halloween to Saturday. Because of the weather? Because of the weather forecast. Okay. But my question is, I didn't know you could do that. We do it around here all the time. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Every time Halloween falls on Sunday, oh. everybody always does it on Saturday. Yeah, I guess you're right. It should always be the final weekend of the month. Always. Then yeah, kids don't ha- have to Halloween, stay up late. And yeah, Halloween should be on, on the weekend, not yes. on a school night. Yes. Right? And we should all get, if it's on a weekday, we should all get work off. Is this true for every holiday? Yes. Should every holiday be moved to what's most convenient for the greater mass? Um, Fourth well, of so, July? Fourth of July. Fourth of July be moved to the eleventh of July. I guess that wouldn't work. It's seven days. I think my math ain't good. I think it depends on the holiday. Like what holidays are movable and what aren't? Which ones aren't? I think Halloween is is probably movable. I I wouldn't Easter moves. I wouldn't hate it if uh, St. Patrick's Day always fell on a weekend. What about Thanksgiving? Would it's you on a think, Thursday. Would you move, would you perfect move, on a But then you get a Friday off, yeah, right? Would so. you move St. Uh, Patrick's Day to, say, like a, some, a warm summer day? 
So you could maybe enjoy yourself a little more? That would be pretty sweet. See, I like where your mind's at right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What else? You want to move Thanksgiving from Thursday to a Friday? No, no. I like it where it is because then you have to take Friday off from work. Unless so you, then work, you're off unless third, work here. In sports and <laughs> there's big football games over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I can dream, huh? <laughs> what else? What are the uh, Memorial Day moves, right? Yes. I don't know. I'm just trying to get this in my mind where it's, is it okay to move holidays around? I think it's fine. I think if they moved Halloween around, nobody would be. Where would you put Valentine's Day? Off of the calendar. <laughs> Next question. Yeah, just remove it entirely. I got I to gotta go with off. No, but if you had to, you have to have it. Where are you going to put it? On New Year's Eve. <laughs> the two worst holidays. Do them all at once. <laughs> you can't really move New Year's. No. Yeah, you don't have to participate in it either, though. <laughs> what would you do with Christmas? Uh, I'd probably put Christmas on a Sunday, probably. Would you? It's such a long, 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 long day. But I, I can't believe you were prepared to be outraged over this, and yet it happens all the time around here. Yeah, but Going back see, to the beginning, you're like, they're moving Halloween? What? It's, it's, it's just like, seems... we do it around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just seems weird. I mean, the holiday should be on the—you know you know how I feel about this. I've told you that birthday celebrations should be on one's birthday. Which is ridiculous. And one of your most ridiculous tips. But, I mean, but that is even more the case because, again, that's like moving New Year's Day. The day is the day. It's called your birthday. Mm-hmm. Not can... a week from your birthday. Now, some people—and I don't have any problem with this. Some people turn the birthday into a birth week. I'm not now, gonna, their mom, when they were given birth, probably wouldn't like that notion, but uh, they do. They change the day into a week. Uh, there's a different celebration every day. Yeah, yeah. And you like that? That's fine. I mean, people you are but, crazy. But yet you want to celebrate, celebrate your birthday on a Saturday because no, your family can come? No, no. What? No. As long, dare as, you. as long as the main celebration is on your birthday. Ridiculous. And I, we can't argue about this now Absurd. because we've got David Locke coming up all next. Right, but this right, is one right. of your most ridiculous positions <laughs> in the history of because ridiculous it's called, positions. Because it's called a birthday. Yeah. David Locke coming up born. next. Help me. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Former Cougar great, Riley Nelson. You've dealt with quarterback uh, changes throughout the uh, throughout the course of the season. you got one guy who just came off a huge victory against Boise State. How do you think Kalani manages this when guys start to get healthy? I don't envy the decision they have to make, and you just kind of have to be as objective as possible in, all right, what game plan gives us the best chance to exploit weaknesses or, or, or the best chance for success against this Utah State defense? And then which one of these players taking snap gives us the best chance to execute on that game plan and you prepare that guy as well as the other guy should know that his number could be called at any moment. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.